You are listening to episode 17 of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Are you looking at designing your new website or revamping your current one and don't know where to start? On today's episode, I'm chatting with Jenny Cortez. She's a designer, front-end developer, content creator, and all-around coffee lover. Jenny is sharing her insights on how your website can help you connect with your audience with good design and a clear message. Stick around. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Joining us today is designer, front-end developer, professor, content creator, and all-around coffee lover. She's been designing websites since the late 90s and is currently working as a UX designer, designing mobile apps for internal users and teaching UX design and web design classes. She has a passion for teaching and learning. Without further ado, here's Jenny Cortez. Jenny, welcome Hi. to the podcast. <laughs> What's up, girl? What's up? <laughs> Thanks oh, for having God. me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to be here as well. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, for those of you who, for our listeners, we, Jenny and I actually used to work together yes. back, 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 when in we were, <laughs> back in the day, we worked when we were both living in Puerto Rico. <laughs> so it's, um, I'm very happy to be able to connect with you and I've been following you on social media with the things that you, with your blog and your videos. And it's just, you're such a bubbly personality and you have such, such joy that you bring with everything that you share so I figured let me just bring her in <laughs> oh thank you thank you thank you that that's good that's good to know that it it portrays the joy because that's always something that I'm always uh underlined everything I'm like I just want to spread joy to people so I'm happy to hear that that's how it it's portrayed and that's how it's received. So thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, No, definitely. Definitely. Well, before we get into diving into business, <laughs> can you tell our audience a little bit about you and what your, what is your new normal? Girl. Well, you know what? I was thinking about this as <laughs> I was thinking of it the other day and I'm like, you know, it's not that much different from what it was before. The biggest difference is, is that I can't really like go out to dinner with my friends uh, or like go explore the town or something like on the weekends. But other than that, I was pretty much like a homebody. So uh, now I don't have to go to the office. I work from home, which is awesome. So that's been kind of cool. And I just got a dog. So She's been enjoying that I'm home. <laughs> so that's definitely what what I'm concerned is that when I have to go back to the office, how she's going to react to that. So we'll see how how that works out. We'll see. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like I usually do uh, work on location. So I'm, I'm a, a good time or good portion of the week. And um, my lo my dogs are loving the fact that they can hang out with me all mm -hmm. day. And my little chihuahua, she starts barking when it comes to like lunchtime. 
Because we go outside. <laughs> well, at least this one, she's so chill. Like, I am the luckiest adoptee parent of dogs because she literally, like, just chills underneath my desk the whole day while I'm working, just sleeping really comfortably, which I'm totally envious of because I'm like, shoot, I want to take a nap too. Um, and you're, like, so comfortable there. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I wish I could do that, but I'm working. But uh, it's, it's been it's been fun so pretty much like the day is just like walk the dog and that's my one excuse to actually go outside of my apartment and then just like work I do a lot of work on the computer so I'm on the computer most of the day I wonder if she like hates me that I'm literally in this spot like all day and I wonder I wonder what she thinks I, I, I wish I could like get into her head and be like man this human just stays there all day what the heck is wrong with them <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we could definitely talk about like what would oh my gosh yeah what, what on <laughs> earth do dogs think about <laughs> that that'd be an interesting they should do a movie about that like what dog dogs think about our yeah. humans or something <laughs> that'd be interesting <laughs> Speaking of work, you you are a UX designer. Can, can, yes. What what exactly is that? So a UX designer sounds like really like a really fancy title, um, but basically it stands for user experience design. And what we do is that we we research. Um, we, we do a lot of research in order for us to create solutions in terms of like applications, mobile applications, web applications, uh, websites. It, it depends on what the solution is. Um, but we do a lot of research to try to find like the core essence of what the users are needing. And what's interesting is that as I've been doing this, it, it's really fun because you get to talk to the users and usually they express like a concern and like, oh, I hate this website because I can't do this and that. So so they're like hating on it um, and they're very passionate about it. But when you talk to them, it's not that they hate that in particular, is that there's another issue, like an underlying issue, like a root cause of why they hate it. And it's because either it makes their lives more difficult to actually do it or they can't find how to do it or it keeps giving them errors and they don't know what the error is. You know, there's so many reasons why they may hate something. Um, but once you actually like talk to them, you know what's the real issue on it. So based on that research, then you create a solution. Um, sometimes it's like a new feature on the website. Uh, maybe it's a new web application. Maybe it's a new mobile application. So it, it, it all depends on, on what it is that you're researching. For me in our company, we have a couple of internal mobile apps. So sometimes that means or translates to like a new feature on the app or maybe fixing one of the features that we currently have on the app, um, whether it's the workflow on how they do like a certain task or maybe we just have to scratch it all together and do a whole new one. So it, it all depends. And that's kind of what, what we do. So even though I do a lot of research, so I get to talk a lot with users, uh, I also get to design. So based on, because my background is design and web design. So I get to actually do the research and know firsthand what the user wants or needs. And then from there, I can actually create a design that meets that. 
which is kind of cool. I like being able to like match both things together. So that's really neat. That's really interesting because, you know, this, this podcast is about business. And, and one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to bring you in is so that you can share that, that uh, expertise that you have in terms of what does web designing and, you know, as a business owner, we, the very nature of our creation of being mm-hmm. a business owner and an entrepreneur is to help solve problems for people. Mm-hmm. And however that might be, you know, mm-hmm. as a photographer, maybe in my case, I'm a wedding photographer. So like I'm solving that problem. They, they, there's a couple that needs a yeah. getting married. They need a photographer. That's, I'm solving <laughs> that problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, but like right now, since, you know, we, a lot, you know, we're, we're being forced to, be online way mm-hmm. more than what we used yes. to see. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are pivoting their business. A lot of people mm-hmm. are creating to. business. Mm-hmm. They're, they're even creating business right now. And, you know, creating a new business in the middle of a pandemic can be extremely <laughs> stressful. Like, yeah. What am I going to do and where do I start? Yeah. So, you know, th- I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have you here so that you can talk a little bit more about web designing and like that user experience. Because when the same way that we are creating a business and we have a purpose behind that, we mm-hmm. also need to have a purpose behind our website because that's, yes. that's going to be our, 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 our business home, our front face, yep. right? So thinking about that user experience, can you like what are what are some of the must have things for a website to have for it to be successful? So, you know, piggybacking right on what you were saying before with the whole purpose behind a business, I think that is so crucial on a website because I feel that so many websites fail because they don't know what they want to accomplish from their website. So they don't have like a clear understanding of what their goals are from the website. So one, they can't really measure what what does it mean to be successful with the website because they don't know. They don't know what it is that they want. So they don't know what they want to get out of the website. And because they don't know what they want out of the website, they don't know what to show or what clear messaging to to have. And that's one of the first things that I would say that you need to have on your website. It's a very clear messaging, having visuals that go with that messaging and having it that it's easy to use. I think that's one of the things that frustrates people when they go to a website and they can't find whatever information they're looking for. So for example, you're a wedding photographer. If I go to your website and I can't find like, what are your packages? What is your style of photography? What is your approach to wedding photography? These kinds of things. If I can't find that easily as a customer, I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to hire this person because I can't find it. So I can't see your work. I can't understand, like, maybe even when you're based, maybe I'm looking for a photographer in Virginia and you're in North Carolina, but because your website does, doesn't say anywhere, North Carolina, I'll be like reaching out to you. So one, I waste your time because you're not going to go to Virginia. Maybe you will. I don't know. But, um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's having that very clear messaging and those visuals that go along to support that messaging that you're trying to say and make it easy to find the information that you're trying to sell, whether it's a product or whether it's a service, whatever it is that you want to get out of your website, but be very clear as to what it is that you want to accomplish through your website. Is it to sell? Is it to inform? Is it just to have like an online presence? Like what it is that you really want. And from there you can build out the things that you need. 
that that is super that that's just crucial because you have to be very intentional in mm-hmm. in all of your business decisions yes. whether that is you know starting the business in the first place but also you know how are you going to get those clients and you can say well I want to make money with my business Okay, fine, but how are your how are your customers going to find you? What do you want them mm-hmm. to know before they reach you? Or are you offering like some sort of like pre like pre contracting comfort like uh mm-hmm. are you consultation or yeah, consultation yeah. and like your clients or your potential clients need to know that and they need to mm-hmm. know like what you pretty much need to guide them to mm-hmm. through your website so that you they know where they need to go first and then yes. follow that and then the next step and then the next step. Yep. Like a guide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what the thing is that if you are intentional with the messaging that you're giving, it, it's a website is where you can actually even make yourself stand out from your competition. It's where you can actually put yourself as to why should I hire you versus the other photographer? And that's your best, like, it, it's kind of like having a letter of recommendation or having a letter, uh, a business letter uh, that you give to that person and they'll be able to like really get to know you or understand more about what it is about you that I should hire you instead of the competition. So absolutely. And you know, while there might be some and we'll we'll be able to dive into this in a second, but and while there are some specific pinpoint things that we need to address when it comes to creating a website, mm-hmm. you know, there is no cookie cutter format. No. You know, we mm-hmm. can there could be ten thousand photographers, ten thousand websites, and they're all mm-hmm. different. There's in essence mm-hmm. one thing, but still that you have to talk you have to bring in that secret sauce of mm-hmm. you know to to your website and speaking of like how when it comes to delivering that message that you want to communicate how how can you best do that how can you best communicate your message through your website yeah so i would say use a combination of text images and video and i know i know that not everybody's comfortable with video i know people can get camera shy but nowadays you know youtube is king on 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 the web, Hulu, Netflix, you know, people are always like watching messages. And when it comes to websites, it's also important to be able to integrate that. And maybe just having like a quick, short video that you can just show your personality because it's not the same thing if I'm writing something versus, for example, you're looking at my face right now and you can see how animated I am, um, how I'm using my hands and how I'm like, uh, you know, just, just, all, all around just animated when I, when I speak and you can probably pick it up in my voice as well, but in my writing, you wouldn't be able to pick that up. So it's a completely different uh, subject or it's a completely different take because the person who's reading it, they're going to interpret it how they think that it's being said or being read. So when you add a video in combination with text, because I don't believe that you should do just video and images. I think it's a combination of everything. It's text, images, and video that support the message that you want to give. And this will also give people a better understanding of who you are and what it is that you're bringing to the table. And text is so important as well. And I don't want it to to just be left out because text is going to help you with SEO. 
And I, I know there's, there's like, I don't, I, that's another like story or maybe like another complete, another like subject altogether. But for those that don't know what SEO means, what SEO is just search engine optimization. And this is what's going to help you be available in a sense when people search in Google. And so Google uh, or any search engine, really, it's going to find your website based on that text that exists on your website. So having that combination of all of them, it's going to help you create a content that's dynamic, that's interesting, and that people are going to, they're, they're going to enjoy. Um, so when you're using your text, I would say use very short sentences and easy language. And this is just practical uh, advice, okay? Uh, people hate when you try, you, you know how people try to like use fancy words just to make themselves sound like extra smart or yeah. <laughs> just like they know so much. Like, man, I, I, I know way too many people like that. And I'm like, dude, just talk to me. Like in, in Spanish and Puerto Rico, we say, write some beans. Yeah, just write some beans, you know, just talk to me like simple and, and, and short sentences because the longer the paragraph, the harder it is to really like, understand what you're trying to say. So be intentional with those short sentences, easy language, and don't complicate it. Don't try to make it sound like you're extra smart. Just be you, you know, show or try to show your personality through your writing and through the message that you're always bringing and try to always bring like a visual either an image or a video that supports that message. So not just a random image, because I've seen that before too. Like just, oh, let me bring this beautiful picture of the ocean. And I'm like, did you even talk about the ocean in that? (laughs) And so, yes, it's such a beautiful image. And I'm a beach girl, so I love the ocean. So I'll probably be like, oh, that's so beautiful. But it has nothing to do with the message. So if you bring an image that actually supports what you're writing or a video, that supports what you're writing, it's going to give your message more of an impact within your website. And so saying that, the next thing would be creating hierarchy in your website. And that kind of goes with what you were saying at the beginning, that you bring people or you show people what's the order that you want them to read on your website. So creating the hierarchy using titles, using paragraphs, using images and combining it all together in order for you to create what is the most important point of this page and then taking them to the sub points or the sub subjects within that website. So it's very important for you to create that hierarchy so that people know, okay, I should read this first, this second, and this third. Yeah. Love that. No, no, no. This is so good because you know, it, it's, that's the reality of it. And, it, you know, it, it can be overwhelming and, and, you know, it, it kind of is because there's just so much, there's so much that, that, that needs to be thought out strategically so that you have a, a, a very functional website. And I'm, I'm so happy that you mentioned video because, you know, a, a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about video as well because video is the thing. Like we, how can we better connect with people than video? I mean, obviously if we're not in, per- if we're, especially if we're not meeting in person face to face, like when you're, when you're seeing a video, you can see how the person uh, expresses themselves, mm-hmm. their 
energy, their enthusiasm, <laughs> like you just mentioned, like, I, you know, I talk a lot with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, same here. I'm almost always smiling. So yeah, you, know, yep. you can't really, like you said, you can't, well, you can communicate a tone with writing or, or you can communicate uh, 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 an emotion with a photo, but you, you put it all together in, in, in yeah. a series of moving images. And that, that really mm -hmm. kind of seals the deal and, and really, um, showcases who you are uh, mm -hmm. to your potential clients, and and you know just, it's like I said, a combination of everything. Yep. It's a balance of, of yep. everything. Definitely. So you talked about like putting your personality into the into your website, and you mentioned video and how you you combine photos and and, and text. So how how can we put our human side? How can we put a, a, that touch of human humanity? Mm -hmm on our website so that's not just all business yeah you know what people love love stories and they love seeing your story they love seeing your progress and they love seeing behind the scenes so when you bring people along for your journey or along for the journey they get invested in you and who you are in what you're doing how you're doing it, especially when you take the time to even like educate people about what it is that you do. Because I know some people get scared about educating others, um, but actually educating others doesn't mean that they're going to take your job because more than likely they don't have the time to do it. So they'll hire you to do it. Um, so, but educating them and just sharing your progress and your story will help them really understand what you're all about and bringing that, that is your secret sauce because nobody else has your same story. They may have similarities, but nobody is Yesenia Bocanegra. Nobody's Jenny Cortez. Like I am me. Nobody can be me. That's just how it is. And it's not about being like braggy or anything like that. It's just that we as individuals are so different. We're so alike, but yet so different. And we all bring our own spin to things. So when you bring your story, when you bring that behind the scenes and you bring people along for the journey, man, that's like, it's like firecracker um, to your business because people are like, man, I like this person. And that's the thing. If they like you, they'll want to buy the product from you or they'll want to hire you because they'll be like, oh, she's my friend. Um, she's my buddy. Or they'll, they'll feel related to you. And if they like you, they're more than likely to buy something for, from you, but they're only going to like you if you share your story and, and not just the highlights, you know, share the struggles too, because people like the underdog. People like the people that struggle to make it to the top. So when they hear that story and I'm not saying like, oh, my God, now you have to like struggle in order. But <laughs> just just be authentic. Just be authentic. Be yourself and share what you love and what you're passionate about. And people are going to love you for that. The right people, because that's who you want to that's who you want to attract the right people not just everybody the right people i love that you say that because they're you know not everybody is the right client for you the same way that you are not that right provider business provider to that person you not have your own tribe you have your own audience mm -hmm. you want to connect with a certain type of people and that's the one that you're going to speak yep. to and and that's and you're going to attract that 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 tribe because you are authentic Authentic. Mm -hmm. 
And if you're not, then it's just not going to work out. It's going to be yep. weird. And it's yep. just not going to feel like it's coming from inside. It's going to be like yep. very much superficial. And you might just not, you might just end up losing the interest trying to I mean something that you're not. Even you as a provider, you would probably end up hating working with that person because they're not the right person. Absolutely. I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that because, you know, it's very, especially when you're starting off, mm-hmm. very easy to say yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's not healthy because mm-hmm. you want to balance out. You want to make sure that you're serving the right client. Again, you want to you want to make sure that you're you're connecting with that potential client, that you're serving the right type of client. And and it's a, a good mutual relationship. It's yep. not like too much on, on either side. So we earlier you talked about hierarchy and and putting and giving an action to to users experience. So what what strategies can we use to move users into making taking an action, whatever that action might be, but how can we guide them through that? What are tips that you can share? So to me, I I always suggest that you always include a very clear call to action. Uh, People are not going to know what to do if you don't tell them what to do. It's as simple as that. And sometimes you, here's the the issue. We assume too much. We assume that people are going to know without telling them. I mean, that's where all the issues in relationships come in. You know, we assume too much. Um, and, and it's the same thing in, in business and in our website. You have to be clear as to what the call to action you want it to be. Like, what do you want them to do? And the thing is that you need to choose one, one call to action because we most often fail because we try to get users to do multiple things. I want you to like, buy, Comment, subscribe, share, do this, do that. And you lost me already. You lost me. And so I know we want them to do all of that. Of course we do. We, we want them to do all that. But the user's attention span is going to be very, very, very short. So we got to focus on one main action that you want right now. But that doesn't mean that that's the only action forever. That's the action you want right now. And later on, you can change to like a different action. So for example, you have a podcast, right? Let's say that you're starting with that podcast. And at the beginning, you're probably tempted like, oh, let me ask them to follow, subscribe, you know, leave a comment, rate, blah, blah. Like you want them to do everything because you're starting out. So you want them to do all of the above. But if you're starting out, maybe the first call to action is just subscribe. Just subscribe to the blog or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. After a few episodes, then you change that because they're already subscribed. So now what's the call to action? Well, I want them to rate or leave a uh, a comment. Yes, or leave a comment or, you know, just whatever it is or, or leave a review on iTunes, you know. Uh, so maybe that's your one call to action next because one, they've already heard a few episodes. They're already following it. They're already liking it which is why they're on episode number 10, maybe, you know? Um, and then it's more of like, hey, we're buddies already. How about you're liking this? I know you're liking this. So you know what? Leave a review so that other people can know what's so awesome about this podcast or about this business or whatever. So we need to use that one clear call to action and eventually we move them into other calls to action. But it has to be one, one specific. And from there, we go ahead and move to the other ones. I love that. 
Yes. One. <laughs> and it's so hard though. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's, it's hard. so tough, especially when you're starting because you want them to do everything. everything. I've been guilty. Okay. I'm saying this, but I've been guilty of asking them, especially like on YouTube, you know, you know, the YouTube, uh, ending, ending, yeah. <laughs> ending blurb, like comment and subscribe, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. It is. We it is. Everything. We want them. Yeah, but if we if we want them to really like take action, they're not gonna like comment and subscribe. If you really want to like right now, your goal is to uh, grow your audience, then just ask them to subscribe. The next thing, if you want to create more engagement, then ask them to comment. So you know, it's just picking that one that you want at the moment, and then getting people to actually do it. Absolutely. All right. So what about? If we already have a website and we, we, we're we not going to design the whole website again. So what are tips that you can offer us, our audience, on optimization tips as maybe something that we can think about as we are updating our website and or maybe as we are pivoting or changing or adding a new product? Like what what are tips on, on, on optimizations that you can that you can offer? So the one thing that I always suggest with a website is that, I don't know if you know this, but Google penalizes websites that are slow. So if your website is slow, Google is going to be like, well, I'm not going to show you on my search results. That's just how it is. And they're boss in, in the search world. So um, you have to, and this is the one tip that I tell people is that you have to optimize your photos. You have to optimize them. And when I say optimize it is that, please don't upload a photo directly from your camera. So if you just took a, a photo on your really nice DSLR camera or even your phone, because now phones take like very high quality photos and all that. Um, but that comes at a very large file size. So when you upload that to your website, you're slowing down your website and especially for mobile. So if you're looking at that website on mobile, it's taking forever to load and Google's going to penalize you for that. So you need to optimize it. So the first thing I would say just always resize your photos according to the space that you're going to be using them in. So just change the resolution, change the size. And that's one of the ways that we optimize it. Once you resize it, actually compress the file and compress it to the least file size that you can without losing the quality of it. So it's like a magic uh, type of, 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 of game trying to find like, okay, how much can I compress it without it looking grainy or without it looking like too bad? Um, and that's kind of what we do. I actually, I'm going to share with you two of my favorite tools that I use to compress actual files. So I'm a WordPress lover. So for those that use WordPress, there's a really cool plugin that you can use. And it actually does this for you automatically through to all your photos that you actually upload to WordPress. So the WordPress hall, and I have it written down so I can, and I can send you the link so you can yes, actually maybe. put it in your show notes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the plugin is called Smush and it's by WP dev, I think. Um, I'll share the link, but it's on WordPress. And if you resize it, obviously you have to resize it on your own, like design software and whatnot. But once you resize it, you can actually compress it to make the file size even smaller. And this integrates directly with your WordPress. 
But for those that don't use WordPress, because I know not everybody uses WordPress. I use WordPress, but I also don't use WordPress. You know, my company doesn't use, uh, well, they use WordPress for a couple of things, but not for everything. Um, There's another website that you can actually use. It's called TinyPNG. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, tinypng.com. It's pretty awesome. It's not just for PNG images. It's also for JPEG. So you're able to... Put your images on there. They have to wait, I think, less than an amount. I don't remember what it is, but you can upload your photos there and then you download a version that is compressed and it's a lower file size, which is awesome. And this is going to help you like really like optimize your website. Yeah. So we really want your website to like run faster. So that's that's one of the things when it comes to like fonts and that type of things. People don't realize that when they use too many fonts on their website, that also slows down your computer. I mean, your website. Um, so I know Google Fonts is awesome. I love Google Fonts. It's amazing. It's web fonts that you can use on your website. But I would suggest two, two fonts at the most. So maybe a very nice stylized one for some titles and then a very nice readable. Yes. Text <laughs> font for your body text. That is so important. You want people to be able to read what you're writing. So definitely not more than two. The more you load, the more it's going to weigh down your website as well, because it's making that call back to Google or whoever you're using for your fonts. Um, and that's also going to slow down your website. So that is very important. Um, another tip that I can give you is in your navigation. Navigation is so crucial. Yes. Navigation, I think, I, I don't know if, if you've seen this, but some people try to get very creative with their navigation. Um, and they try to like come up with like some really funky names for their navigation. And I know we're all like creatives and we want to explore that creativity, but please stop. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Why? Because Again, clear messaging with your audience. They need to know what it is that they're going to find. So choose a very short word that summarizes summarizes exactly what people are going to find when they click on there. And try not to do too many like under links. So like hiding links within a bigger hierarchy. Why? Because... Just because you think it makes sense that this is a category that falls under this other branch, that may not be the same common sense that you think for other people. So they may not know that you have wedding photography underneath all of the photos or, you know, something like that. So if wedding photography is your specialty, Bring it to the top level if that's what you want to focus on. If you want to focus on events or concerts or whatever it is, you know, bring it to the top because people are going to find it quicker. So make it easy for them to find it um, and not try to figure out or guess. So, you know what? Just make your navigation easy. Make it easy for people to understand what it is that it's found once they click on it. So use simple words and make sure that people see that your navigation is visible. So don't try to hide it. Keep it at the top or left. There's a reason why we always have them there. And it's just creating the hierarchy and that structure within our website. So yeah, girl, be clear, not clever. Yes, I know. We want to be clever sometimes, but you know, we're just, it's better to just be like short, sweet and to the point straight up. And and it'll have much better results. 
Absolutely. Jenny, I know that we can continue talking about web design for like ages uh, because it's just like a world in its own mm-hmm. and so much stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> let's go ahead and before, but before we wrap up our talk today, I want to do a lightning round. Oh. I'll ask you a few co- short questions just for fun, not website related. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> all you'll do is just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Mm, all right. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? No, but let's go for it. <laughs> if you right. like, think too much, I'll, I'll like I'll be like, no, I'll overthink. I'll, I'm an overthinker, man. So, okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, coffee or tea? A coffee, hands down. What is your favorite sound? Ah, uh, the ocean, just the waves crashing. What are you not very good at? Ah, uh, I'm good at it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So humble. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm not as organized as people think I am, surprisingly. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I have to like force myself, but I'm not as organized as people think. Or me think. <laughs> what would be, this is a tricky one. What would be your non-superpower power? My non-superpower power? Oh, I know. That's not tricky. Oh, hugs. Okay. Oh. Hugs. Oh, I miss You can ask everybody. I know. That's the one thing I miss in this pandemic thing. But if you ask, uh, like, at church, uh, people are like, Jenny always gives the best hugs. And that's my superpower. I think I, it's a way of letting people know that they're loved. Oh and so God. it's it's a, I think it's a awesome non-superpower power. I love I it. You nailed it. Yeah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather do? Run a marathon or do 100 burpees? None. <laughs> None whatsoever. None whatsoever. I'd rather lay on the couch. That's what I would rather do. <laughs> I'm not making up sorry. Neither. <laughs> I'll just stay still then. <laughs> Now, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? fly so that I can fly to Puerto Rico uh, <laughs> uh, and drink some cafe from Puerto Rico yeah just be with my family that's that's the one thing so if I yeah. could do that that would be awesome or maybe like teleport I think teleporting is easier than flying because I can just like instantly be there oh that would be yeah that's true <laughs> you know I don't waste time like because Houston is kind of like far from Puerto Rico so it'll take me a, a quite a travel if I'm flying there so I switch I switch teleporting <laughs> <laughs> okay it's valid <laughs> and where can our listeners connect with you online Oh, there's so many things. I, I I'm the type of person that I do a lot of things. So I mean, just uh, Instagram. I love Instagram. You can find me as Jenny Cortez, um, and I just post there like things about family and just fun stuff or whatever. Um, I have a blog that is in Spanish though, and then I have like a podcast that is in Spanish too. And so I've been like focusing more on like the Spanish content creation just because there's so much, or I find that there isn't as much in Spanish. Spanish, and so I wanted to create uh, Spanish content for people. So, I mean, yeah, they can find me at Jenny Cortez. And from there, they can like travel anywhere else if they want to like find out all the weird, not really weird, it's not weird, <laughs> all, all the different fun stuff that, that I do, because I tend to do uh, a lot of that. So, 
You said <laughs> podcast, and earlier today you said that just today you just yeah. watched it. <laughs> so technically, I have two podcasts. Uh, one that I created uh, about two years ago that I have in the in the forgotten sphere. <laughs> so I haven't been like as diligent with it, but I'm working on restructuring it. Um, so that one is called Influencia Creativa, which is just a little bit about creating resources for people that do have businesses or have content creation or do are content creators. So I share a little bit there about just tools and strategies and things like that um, when it comes to like social media stuff. Um, and then today I just launched uh, Encontrando Fe, which is like a faith-based podcast to talk about God and just faith and Christian living and the struggles of Christian living. So just trying to be like as raw and, you know, open as possible in that sense so that one just launched today which I'm really excited about and it's something that's kind of dear to my heart and so that that's gonna be kind of fun so if you speak Spanish come on over check out Influencia Creativa or Encontrando Fe you find it like that and I'm sure Jesse will like share some links and stuff I'll, I'll send you the links Jesse so you can have yes, them absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so excited for you yay thank you thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you and share a little bit what of my knowledge I always love I, I'm an oversharer uh, I know people like get on my case about it they're like you should charge for that I'm like that's okay you know don't hire me for the other stuff or whatever <laughs> so I, I'm an overshare I love I love sharing knowledge and and teaching people so I really enjoy that well, I appreciate that you are sharing all your awesome <laughs> expertise and bubbliness with all of our audience. So thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias for being on today's episode. I really appreciate everything that you just shared today. And well, good luck with your new podcast. Thank <laughs> you. So exciting. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusemblemstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.